What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. Asian bitches done under the podcast about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diasporas in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show by Apple, Google, or Spotify. If you have enjoyed our episodes, please support us by giving us a five-star rating and get your friends on board to listen to us. Finally, we would love you to support this podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee program. Your wonderful support and donations will help us to continue creating the platform for diversity and inclusivity. Make sure you check out the episode show notes for any collaborations we're working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you will enjoy today's episode. Hey, all! This is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian bitches down under, guys. It is a whopper of a week, and we have a whopper of the episode for you. Can I start um, first? Helen, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Tell, tell us what you would like to start off with right. in this monumental week. <laughs> Since we're recording on the first of April uh, again, oh, yeah. April Fools, and.、Um, The first thing that I've seen on my social media is the amount of stupid ads that's coming up from the big corporations. Oh,、um, really? Okay. Yeah, the one I just sent you earlier, the Macca's ad. Obviously, that's、yeah. just like April Fool's Day joke. Where you? Oh, okay. There's a picture of a typical Sunday ice cream in a cup. Yeah. And with sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, you know, I would actually get、and、that. Honestly, I don't think it's a joke. I think we could give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Also, and it has like two French fries next to it. Oh yeah. And like everyone knows that you know French fries、um, goes well a, with a sundae. Yeah, French yeah. fries goes well with like cones or the, yeah, I, yeah, the Macca's ice cream. Well, I didn't even know it was April Fools until I went to my reformer tower class this morning. Pilates, oh yeah. Uh huh. And a woman was like, "Oh, it's April Fools." I was、oh. like,、oh, "Okay." It's not funny when you already you when you just say, "Oh, it's April Fools." Oh, okay. Want, what, what else were you gonna say?、Um, there's other ads that I saw,、um, including one is Krispy Kreme. Last year they had like a bubble tea donut. Well, that I don't would think, actually be great. I don't、that's、think that's joke, disgusting.、Right? Yeah, and yeah.、Um, this year, again, I don't think it's like a joke. I don't know if it's a joke. Some people might find it disgusting. A donut ice latte. I don't know how you're gonna the, have the donut、like、flavor. <laughs> I don't think it sounds amazing. I don't know why it's a joke. It's not a joke. Okay, okay. The next two I'm going to tell you, it's probably a joke and probably a bit of controversial, but a reality check as well. The first、okay. one is Tinder. Apparently, Tinder、mm. had a height verification function came、oh、out God, some years ago, up, but then it's kind of telling the reality that most people would check on the heights of the potential partner that they want to meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. finally, the one that I saw、uh, was Burger King's、um, Whopper flavored toothpaste. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that is okay. That's gross. That's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>、um, well, this morning I was at、um, Pilates Reformer. You、mm-hmm. know those crazy machines and. <laughs> Um, my twenty-one-year-old teacher,、um, she's like really hot. She looks like Penelope Cruz. She was addressing. So I came to class like minutes before the start of class at eight thirty、mm. in the morning, and then and then she was like addressing two of these women who were like in their forties or maybe late forties,、mm-hmm. like early fifties. Like、mm-hmm. they're really not that old. And、um, but you know, I guess to a twenty-one-year-old, they're super old.、Um, and she was like, <laughs> "Hey,、um, Bonnie, or whatever her name was."、Um, Hey Bonnie and uh, and uh, uh, Kathy,、um, <laughs> Kathy, yeah, or Karen. They're all white women who do these things.、Um, hey, I've got a great playlist today. It's a boomer playlist. And then, like, I was like, "Whoa, ouch! That's pretty mean." Also, that's ages, these women, yeah, yeah, and、Isn't、all the these women、boomer? are like really just ten years older than me. So that kind of was like, okay.、Um, and then, like, throughout the next fifty minutes, I heard Joni Mitchell. I heard、um, stuff from the forties. I like, I can't forties. Yeah,、oh、stuff from the forties, like classics. Like、um, I heard through the grapevine,、oh、and I was、God. like, "Dude, these women probably weren't even born when these songs came out."、Uh-huh. But then she started playing、um, John Mayer, Jack Johnson,、uh-huh. um, and、uh, Bob Marley, and I was like, "Well, John Mayer, totally like who listens to him?" <laughs> you know that that's like embarrassing to listen to John Mayer, but yeah, I was like Jack Johnson, Boomer. Like I grew up with Jack Johnson when I was、mm. in high school, so、mm-hmm. I was like, "Geez, this is like super hilarious." But 
I mean, better than, you know, Coldplay, as I said <laughs> last weekend. It was like last yeah, week. Like, I freaking hate Coldplay because they're so mm. emotional and I just don't want to feel shit when I'm trying to work out, you know? Johnny Mitchell's can be very emotional too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't associate her with, like, you know, like hating myself and wanting to, you know, um, not wanting to do dangerous things to myself. Mm. <laughs> I consider Johnny but, um, Mitchell is very emotional because it always yeah. reminds me of the scene in Love Actually. <laughs> Fuck, that's oh, just traumatic. Helen, <laughs> Helen 2 slash Denbeck is fucking obsessed with jo- um, Emma Thompson's Thompson, storyline yeah. in Love Actually. It was Love so Actually. good. It's not like I experienced through that, but it's just that... Mm. The, the that five minutes it was just that perfect yeah. acting yeah yeah, yeah. the perfection yeah. yeah yeah oh like the disappointment yes and I I think deep down all women have felt that disappointment unless they're like you know I don't know I just feel like um, never been disappointed yeah all ha- all women have in some point in their lives been deeply disappointed by the men mm. that they love. Mm. I mean, it's just universal, you know. Mm. Um, uh, so this week, everyone is talking about the slap, a.k.a. what we're going to call here at Aju Bitches Down Under. Century Century pay. Pay. <laughs> if you know Taiwanese, you know. Yeah, Taiwanese. If you know Taiwanese, like, like I, I, I know like two or three words in Taiwanese. Helen knows much more. And <laughs> uh, Tai if you don't, if you can understand us. Century Pei is like the slap. Slap mm-hmm. on the face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole world is going crazy. Like, I was talking to my dad about it the other day. And uh-huh. even my dad said on – and my dad only consumes news, like Taiwan news, and he was like, it's going all over his social yeah, it's media global. feed. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane. I don't, and, and Helen and I are going to pack, unpack it closely this episode um, slowly. But um, before we start, um, Helen, you have a few wrap-ups of – Top news, uh, yes. top news that happened this week. Yeah, so this week, the Taiwanese team has won the bread competition in France. There's been several bread competitions in France, but I don't know that if there is as popular for Australian media. I don't think so, because firstly, I don't think they... There's ever been like Australian team being compete in it, so mm. excuse my fr- French, I can't pronounce it. It's called Coupe de Mardi de la... <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Coupe de Magoma de Petroise de France. We're going to get hate mails of us not can't com- <laughs> pronounce the I'm pretty French. sure we don't get any French listeners, but anyway, keep going. Um, so they won the championship. The Netherlands took out the second place and the Norway took the third place in the bicentennial competition, which challenged bakers in four events, the baguette and bread of the world. The sweet Vietnamese pastry, the artistic piece, and gourmet baking. Taiwan has previously mm. won other bread competitions in France, and that has, I don't know, maybe just shown that Asians are maybe better in making bread. <laughs> um, I'm actually not too impressed about how the competition, um, when they made the announcement, they are still very constrained in how they present Taiwan because it was presented mm. as, oh, the winner is. Chinese Taipei rather than yeah, Taiwan, yeah, yeah. so Taiwan. it's quite yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Like, it's yep. just like, fuck it, it's a bread competition. Can we have our proper name? If it's not Olympics, it's yeah. bread competition. Can we have yeah, our own yeah. formal name? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you, sister. Yeah, the stakes are different and... I mean, who knows? I mean, politics seems to weave its way through anything. That's um, right, yeah. But this is one of the biggest bread competitions. It's a bread championship and it's in France. Mm-hmm. It's really prestigious. That's right. Um, we have a family friend who went to, uh, who's Taiwanese. Uh, he's like our dad's age and he went to Paris to study oh, bread yeah. making. Uh-huh. And now he's opened his own cafe. Should Somewhere in Petersham, I think. Give him a shout out. I can't remember the yeah. name. We always call yeah, him just uncle. Uncle. Yeah. yeah. We call every every male who's at our dad's age yeah. uncle. <laughs> uncle. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, congratulations to the Taiwanese team. Um, Taiwanese people are very good at making bread. And if Definitely, you've been to Taiwan, yeah. you will know how crazy bread is. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, on a different level. Like, um, when I go to Taiwan, I literally need to psychologically put my appetite into a sort of jail 
because like, if I if I just let, let myself let go, loose. I will just literally gain five kilos every week because just the amount of amazing bakery stores in Taipei mm-hmm. alone and Zhanghua and Kaohsiung and everywhere. Taizong, just everywhere. It's extraordinary. Like if you haven't been to Taiwan, Taiwan has this, um, the, I'd say the best thing about Taiwan is its food, hands down. It's so accessible. Um, yeah. And the, so you go to these bakery stores and they're basically like if you if you are in Sydney or in Australia, they're kind of like um, eighty five degrees or bread top or yeah, I think it's but even like better. The, yeah, but the range better. is yeah, the range is like one thousand percent better. Like mm-hmm. they're literally, you go into a store and there's like fifty different types of different breads. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. to a bakery in Taiwan is almost like going to an art gallery. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that's a great metaphor. Just the it's just exquisite styles that you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing. <laughs> And another okay, news. Helen, you have your second news, yep. And um, we go all the way to America now for our second yeah, piece of news. So this is actually last week's news. Katanji Brown Jackson is a step closer to the confirmation as the first black woman in Supreme as a Supreme, Supreme Court judge. Like after a, a grueling hearing over two days where there were some ridiculous questions asked her, question her racial opinions and where we see one point Ted Cruz refer himself as a Hispanic which I was like what the fuck it's like at the certain point that you think it's convenient you refer yourself as Hispanic and when it's not like you present yourself as a totally fucking white you know male but anyway um from my trusty um not brand trust but um from a person who I'm very close to he told me that, yeah, it's very close that we will see her as the first black woman as a Supreme Court judge in US very soon. Wow. Yeah. That's that's I, really worthy of a huge celebration, honestly. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope it happens. And just the questions, it's like the longest. Yep. I've seen like, snippets of the interviews. I can't remember what exactly they were yeah. asking, but just the sheer emotions that she has to put up with like it's yeah. going through the it's almost like going through a job interview but 23 hours and you get asked these ridiculous questions when we already know that she has so much credibility behind her of doing what she yeah. does yeah. and she still remains so calm yeah. like I can't I think some questions I'll probably if you start questioning about you know race and mm. trying to ridicule me about my identity I'll probably just walk out but because yeah, her, yeah. of her demeanor and all her just the sheer volume of calmness that she has oh. you can just applaud her for that yeah absolutely absolutely oh i can't even start to comprehend the the sort of extraneous efforts she needs to put in mm. and the thousands of invisible hurdles that she has to continue to cross in order to be on the same level and and have the same opportunities as all her fellow Supreme Court judges that she will hopefully join very soon. Um, I have the last piece of news wrap up for this week and mm-hmm. it is closer to home here in Australia. The Stella Prize, which is uh, the most prestigious uh, literary award here in Australia for women and non-binary writers. The shortlist has been announced this week mm-hmm. and uh, I was um, privileged enough to write about it for the publication Women's Agenda uh, to cover the story and um, just really quickly I want to run down the six shortlistees for this year. Um, I'm very excited about it because a lot of them, all of them, in fact, are from very small publishers. So nobody okay. from Penguin, yep, nobody no from major. Allen and Unwin. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's they're all from very small publishing houses, which is great to see. Two of the books, I believe, are poetry collections. Okay. So this is the first year that poetry collections were eligible for this prize, which is fantastic. So um, just b- through alphabetical order, we have Eunice Aranda's Take Care, uh, which was published by Germondo, Evelyn Arulun's Drop Bear, which is published by University of Queensland Press, Anwen Crawford's No Document, which is a uh, sort of long-form essay, also published by Germondo. We have Jennifer Downs' Bodies of Light, published by Text. Mm-hmm. We have a the first time ever, um, I believe, a graphic novel by Lee Lai, a non-binary writer. The name of their book is Stone Fruit. And finally, we have from published by Megabala Books, which is an, a fantastic Indigenous publication from Broome, Australia. We have Elfie Shia Shaki's Homecoming. 
and I was just like very impressed that the judges this year were able to pick out really like innovative experimental works of fiction, mm. poetry, and essays. Uh, it's just more way more interesting when we have a lot of these. I would say they're kind of non-commercial books. Mm-hmm. You know, getting their due respect, and you know, hopefully, what what the these prizes do is make people buy those books. Yeah, you know, and read them. I know. Yeah, I um, know. have you have you read any of these um, Helen titles? No, I haven't. <laughs> Embarrassingly, I have oh, to no, say I okay. haven't. But uh, it sounds quite interesting. I would get my hands first on the graphic novel because graphic yeah. novel you can go through them very quickly. And yeah, yeah. I always found that people who can express both through words and pictures, they kind of transcend <laughs> to a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, wonder if any, I wonder if any of our listeners has read any comics or graphic novels that made them cry. Like I grew up with oh, reading, oh, so many. Yeah. reading like Japanese comics and the mm. first one that I, I just cried so much was about mm. a guy who was trying to regain his career as a marathon runner. He's a single dad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And... I just bawled my eyes out. Even like 20 years after I read the online version, I still mm. feel so sad and so emotional because just seeing yeah. the how uh, the character they tried to create wanted something so much. I guess it's because I'm in the position of a parent as well and 20 years ago I wasn't. And now reading it again, I can understand how much that the, the creator wants to make this character to not only to success as uh, an athlete but also mm. make um their kids be proud of him yeah 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 so that was that's very awesome. emotional yeah yeah so that is the stellar uh, list for this year and uh, shortlist and the winner will be announced on april 28th good luck to the good luck to everyone nominees yes. i'm so excited um before we take a break and jump into our main topic since we pay and will smith <laughs> Um, I wanted to give a really quick, um, I guess, cultural consumption shout out, and it is related to what we're about to talk about. So, uh, yes. uh, on Monday night, my we, um, my partner and I, we watched um, King Richard mm-hmm. because we wanted to, I guess, see if Will Smith was worthy of his Oscar. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, really, let's just pretend in the world that Will Smith didn't do what he did last Sunday night, okay, if we just pretended Uh that he didn't do what he did, that King Richard is really, really emotional and really, really great. Like, I really enjoyed it. I cried maybe three times, three or four times during the movie. Uh It was so... Um, it's one of those um, emotional Hollywood movies that just gets you. Uh And, like, I just can't help but, like, fall for them. You know, they really get you. They really know how to get you. You think that he's... You think that his acting skill is up there, worthy of the award that he received? Well, all the all the people who are nominated are worthy of an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and all and and a lot of people who are not nominated are worthy of Oscars. It's just so like it, the Oscars is a joke. Everyone knows that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Most the and also the uh, the quality of acting and the measurement of what is called good acting is so subjective you know we that's all know right that. so, but yeah. beyond beyond all those points we can make forever and ever i just wanted to say to our listeners if you haven't seen king richard and you know if you want to boycott it because of what bill will smith did fine fair enough but um i i really just outside just outside of what he did on sunday night i just wanted to say it was a really good film and mm-hmm. i loved amy did you watch the oscars helen did you actually watch the yeah yeah, yeah i watched it okay. yeah you take yeah, me so in the morning you, and re- I, remember yeah, yeah. So my favourite joke of that ceremony was Amy Schumer's joke about... I, I could not find it. I spent Which ages one? trying to look for okay, it. Okay, go ahead. Um, but, but the joke went... I think... I believe it wasn't quite towards the beginning of the ceremony where she says... She says, Hollywood has come a long way to acknowledging and telling stories about women. For example, we have a sto- movie this year nominated... Um, about Venus and Willi- uh, Venus and Serena oh, yeah. Williams' dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Like we <laughs> oh, finally, God, it's just, she's like saying that. Oh, we finally have centered the, you know, the the stories the, about the stories women. about women. Yeah, and then about Venus. And then there's one and about Venus and Serena's. And she pulled for like half a second. Yeah, dad. Just half yeah. a second. Dad. Yeah, just the way she executed it was so good. Yeah. Oh, shall we take a break? 
Oh, did you want to mention Neil Kahuta? Oh yes. So um, last night um, we went to see. Well, I did, and um, Andrew went to see uh, Neil Kahuta, who is like this genius comedian <laughs> who performs in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, and he was performing at the Potts Point Hotel, which he does like every Thursday. I what Potts Point? That's unusual yeah, of Potts his status to do it at Potts yeah, Point. <laughs> Um, but uh, it was it was really good. It was hilarious. I um, wanted to give a shout out to Neil. Um, he is a genius, like a lot of comedians are. Um, we re- I really needed that. I feel like um, when I laugh, like when I go to a com- <laughs> comedy show, it almost feels like um, I know this is going to sound a little weird, but it almost feels erotic. Like I felt like the same feelings of joy that I feel when I. Sex. <laughs> yeah, like it's like laughing is just as satisfying yeah, as feeling as f- having an orgasm or something like that. Mm. Honestly, it's just so like it's just as important as erotic pleasure, like being able to laugh and going okay. to a comedy show. Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go into our break, I want to mention that uh, you texted me that you were going to New York with the show yesterday, and then I went up to. Like I don't check my the TikTok very often, but because you mentioned him, I went on to see his um, TikTok, and I mm-hmm. saw that he's got like regular clips of his show, and where they make jokes that are uh, um, tell me a joke about something something or tell oh, me oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. a shot clip. my favorite one my yeah. favorite one is the um what private school boys never say oh yeah I like that one as well that and was the so new good. one new one I saw last night was. What would poor people and rich people say? As in the same sentence. And there okay, was right, one. Yeah. I don't know if people's okay, yeah. if people's gonna feel uh, offended, but I thought it was really funny. One of the female comedians went up and say, "I'm Chinese." That's good. That's <laughs> I thought really that was good. good. I think yeah, people yeah. might feel like, "Oh, it's a racist," but I, I thought it was quite funny, you know. And she obviously wasn't Chinese. No, she wasn't. <laughs> yeah, she's white, white blonde. <laughs> Um, yeah, last night they did one of those. Okay. And the the prompt was, um, what do internet comedians never say? What do, sorry, what was that? What do internet comedians never say? Okay. Yeah, and I, I, it was pretty funny. Um, one of them was like, oh, I never look at how many followers I have. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good. All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll launch into our favorite... Uh, the biggest thing that has blown up the world and really taken over everyone's um, attention from Ukraine Russia situation. Basically everything. Very sad, but yeah. Okay, we'll be right back, guys. Okay, so we're back. Uh, Chris Rock versus Will Smith. Opening a jar of ugly, slimy worms. Helen, what what do you make of this joke and where do you (sighs) want to start? Okay, I want to start my reaction when I saw the broadcast that moment. Mm-hmm. I was half watching it and half doing my work. I was like compiling yeah, yeah. what we're going to do this week for the podcast yeah, and also yeah. the interviews and what's going to what we're going to do in the next few weeks. And then because you told me that the Oscars is going to be broadcasted in Australia like 11 a.m. Mm. on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I turn it on and you know log on to Channel Seven, and then my immediate. Um, reaction was what was that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was like oh okay what did he say that triggered such reaction right. from Will Smith right and I was trying to look it up and then um, which I don't really check you know usually I don't check Twitter I'm like okay I'm just gonna go to Twitter because Twitter's yeah, gonna have yeah. someone to explain it to me yeah totally yeah and then I found out what happened but it was still very shocking. It was so shocking. Like, both yeah. of us, we start texting to each other. We're saying yeah, that, yeah, what yeah. had just happened? What the fuck? Was yeah. that a setup? Was a script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went to get some lunch. And I was just sitting there trying to still brew in this kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, my husband came over. Uh, he was working from home. He said that, uh, what are you looking up? I said, did you see? Oh, I can't even get my words out. I was like, mm. um. Will Smith slapped. Oh, actually, I say punched because my first reaction was yeah, that yeah, he literally yeah. punched him because it's so loud. Yeah, can I just say? Um, I think in the first hour it was still considered a punch. Yes. But then afterwards it was turned into a slap. Yes. Yeah. I I was I and I never do this, but because I was on it covering it for Women's Agenda, I um I saw the way in which the evolution of that 
um, occurrence actually changed within 60, within 60 minutes. The mm. language changed from mm-hmm. a punch to a slap. And then now it's more like an assault. assault People are calling yeah. it an assault. assault. Yeah, but yeah. keep going. Yeah. And then I told my husband that um, I saw Will Smith just punched Chris Rock on stage, mm. like on yeah, yeah, yeah. live um, yep, at yep. the Oscars. And then he was saying that, oh, it's probably script, you know, they had yeah, it, yeah, what yeah. they do in the past years at the Oscars. And then he went to have a look. It's all starting to blow up in every media outlet. And then yeah, he yeah. came back and told me, he saw the clip and he said, it's a slap. Because he yeah. said that it's an open hand. He saw it in an right. open hand. So he was more meticulous than me when he right. ob- when his observation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but regardless, he said it's just an assault. Um, of course. He was questioning. He was. What just wondering. My husband's reaction was like, "Oh, how come he wasn't removed?" And you know, at least yeah, um, yeah, yeah. escorted out by securities and all that. Yeah. Um, but then <laughs> days after we had to the day that we come into recording today, I was just compiling the things that I've been reading on the media, different people's opinion, and my own yeah. theories, analysis coming all together. So I, I want to start with the joke. Okay, can, yeah, yeah, okay, before you yeah, start, yeah, yeah, can I tell you about my yeah, reaction? How, how, how was your reaction? Like, yeah. it, it was almost like, um, it's almost like the new, it's like, where were you when this happened? Which is awful to compare <laughs> it to actual, like, like major world events, mm. you know. It almost has taken on the level of where were you at 9-11? Mm. Even though 9-11 and this, uh, this incident You, can, you cannot week, compare, yeah. Yeah, it's completely incomparable, like, right. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it feels... As though if you were online, it really feels that way. So I, um, like you, had it on the background while I was working on other articles. Mm. And then um, I was kind of half paying attention to Chris Rock, right? But um, Chris Rock and his face was in the background while I was working on my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then the moment I actually clicked and focused on the the Chris Rock and the broadcast completely was when, um, with the moment when Will Smith started walking quickly towards the stage Mm -hmm. and that was the moment when you heard the change of voice in Chris Rock's um, speech so he made a jokes and then he was like oh okay um Will Smith is walking towards and he was like you could tell that he was a bit like okay what's going on and then and then I saw the the assault the punch the slap and then um my immediate response was wow that was like quite a fake slap because the way in which the camera Oh no! I thought it was quite fake because um you couldn't see you. And it wasn't still a close can't. up. It wasn't a close you up. You can't see the hand on the face. Yeah, there was never any angle in which the camera showed the actual contact, mm. and 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 so I was like, okay, um, that was really crappily staged. But then the moment I started, like my heart rate actually just went ballistic, and I literally mm. felt a bit sick in the stomach. Was when um Will Smith started yelling out at Chris Rock and swearing, like, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone knows what he said, so I'm not going to say it again. But um, for the listeners who don't know, um, in Australia, we actually got an uncensored, like, I didn't know this, <laughs> no, but it was we got it completely uncensored. Yeah. So I, I heard Will Smith say the F word, and, like, and the camera was on him. Like, yes. it was on his face. Even if it's like, sen- censored, you can still see the shape of his yeah, mouth his, saying the exactly. word. Yeah. And, and his and his face was so, like, real. And I was like... Mm. Oh my god, he's actually really pissed off, yeah. And I was just like, I I felt really sick and also like, I was so embarrassed for him because like, his whole, like, I guess when you enter a space as public as the Oscars and you know that the world is watching with cameras all over you, Mm. there is like this invisible unspoken rule that you don't lose your kind of cool, Cool. I guess. Mm -hmm. And like, um... For me personally, I tend to like people who are a bit anarchy. There's a bit of anarchy in them. Like, I don't mind if you shake up, you know, shake up the scene a little, especially in a context that's, like, dignified as, um, you know, a very prestigious award ceremony. But I didn't... I I did not like what Will Smith did. Um, And by the way, before we go on, I am still, like... I'm not going to say I'm on one side or the other. There's, Mm. like crimes like not equally but crimes committed by both people but like i will say i guess at the moment um it's i mean i'm still processing like you helen and Mm. it really took me days and days to process this and it was very psychological and emotional for a lot of us out there Mm. in the same way that jane campion's um stupid fucking comment um, comment at the critics choice awards made me actually just like suffer emotionally (laughs) for days on end honestly 
Um, uh-huh, but yeah, this this really really shook me for days. And yeah, I guess that was when when Will Smith went off. I was just like, and then just like seeing the way Chris Rock handled it. Like Chris Rock kind of just tried to diffuse what had happened. Um, he just it continued. Was, I was so to embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, I was so embarrassed for um, Will Smith. Mm. Yeah, that was generally my first response. Just like pure, like kind of like, oh, like why did he lose his? Sh- like why did he get so like upset? Just angry. So um, over the top. Oh, it was just terrible to watch. It was. I felt yeah. really gross watching it. I but think the anyway, first yeah. 20, 24 hours, it was still a very huge shock for everyone, and the yeah, trying yeah. to unpack and kind of thinking what the hell has happened what lead to that and then days after we have all this opinion editorials yeah there's so many out we have our own as well um yeah but there was there was only there was another feeling that when i saw chris rock at the stage even before that he started talking even before that he started saying the joke i was thinking why is he on the stage i have like i feel like he's always been a very controversial comedian in Oscar as well, mm. which I'll speak briefly later on our podcast. And he's not a comedian I particularly like. So I was like, oh, okay. I can already sense that there's something going to happen, like this troublesome, ominous feeling when I saw oh, his because face. He's always, he's always told jokes and, you know, comedians are, um, you know, inherently by their nature, they need mm. to be controversial. Yeah. They need to stir the pot and create shit, you know? But I think in the first 48 hours, I guess the first 24 hours, my anger was mostly placed upon Will Smith and his Mm. speech because a lot of us and my female friends talked about the insidiousness of his speech. And and I know there's not a lot of op-eds written about this, but the speech, if you haven't heard it, go and hear it. He basically tries to um, defend his actions. He tries to say, oh, um, I did this for love. Uh, I'm a protector mm. of my family. It's like fucking toxic shit. It's fucking shit. Like it was so dangerous the way he tried to basically defend what he had just Using done. Using a narrative, Chris Rock, yeah, of like the protector of the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that's that was what I was mostly feeling uncomfortable about. Mm. I, know, I just feel hours. like the last few days, like my mind can't. I can say that both of them did something wrong, you know, majorly on stage in the eyes of millions of people who are, you know, watching on TV, internet, whatever. And I can't, of course, I can't come to a conclusion of who did more wrong than the other. But then today we're going to unpack and just kind of share our thoughts about what happened, you know. So firstly, Where do you I, want to start, I want to start with the joke that he made on mm. Jada Pinkett Smith. Smith, yeah. yeah. I was thinking that whether or not that maybe the superiority he I feel that he can make fun of her, or is that like a hierarchy differences between of them between them that they mm. feel like oh it's fine to make a joke on a black woman? Like would he do yeah. the same to the white woman? Like does yeah subconsciously thinking that the joke is accepted by the majority i know that yeah, people yeah. laughed definitely yeah. even will smith yeah. laughed at the first i don't know two seconds into that he yeah, yeah. recognized that it's uh he probably ca- caught a glimpse of jada that she was in a very yeah. disproving um, yeah she rolled her eyes she rolled her eyes yeah yeah. And I also wonder that whether or not Chris Rock has pissed off Will Smith before, you know, perhaps that's an accumulation of anger, but definitely not an excuse at all. Well, was it an instant anger when he saw Jada's reaction? And yeah. Does Jada really need Will Smith to defend her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, is that an expira- expression of love? Uh, because we're speaking of a couple that is quite complicated of what they're we've seen publicly about their marriage. They came out and talking about... Their open marriage. Their open marriage, and yeah. And we don't know whether or not it's open marriage or because they cheated each other and now they want to make it not as embarrassing for themselves. They say yeah, it's an open right. marriage yeah, to yeah, fit yeah. into the political correctness, um, yeah. you know, scenario. But at the end of the day, I think it's very unwise to make someone else's appearance as a joke. Like, I, I do wonder when the explanation came out from the Twitter, I started to think, yeah. oh, does Chris Rock know, like, her condition? Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's what like is really on the mind of a lot of people, whether or not Chris knew. Yeah, but at the same time, Jada's alopecia. 
at the same time, I don't think using a black woman's hairstyle as a joke is appropriate yeah. at all because historically, you know, black woman's hair has always always been make the butt of a joke. Yeah, a yeah. butt of a joke. So and it's always been considered as less. Uh, what's the other word? Not not superior, but you know, it's like it being used as an element to oppress them. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. when I told when I told my husband, this is years ago when we were still going out as a you know boyfriend and girlfriend. I say I told him that oh I actually want to get an afro for our wedding. Like I was as a joke, not not as a joke, right. but I said that I was kind of into the hairstyle of afro back then. This is like twenty years yeah. ago, uh-huh. and then he said that oh that's not really socially acceptable. I didn't understand what yeah. he was saying. I, I just yeah, thought yeah. that was cool. You look cool. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. later I I kind of understand it will be like a cultural appropriation and also yeah of course socially people consider. Not now, of course, but I don't know. Especially some still some workplace, they still demand you to have not like dreadlocks, not yeah, afro, yeah, yeah, and yeah, totally. yeah. certain hairstyles, particularly black women's natural hair, yeah. has always been considered as um, unruly. Yeah, unruly. So yeah, yeah, um, hair is fucking political. Yeah, hair is very, so very fucking political. political. So I, I, I mean, like in private school, boy, boys' private schools. They are demanded to cut their hair short. Mm, like, yeah. for instance, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but in a private boys' school in in the west of Sydney, haha, hint, hint, <laughs> um, they're required to cut their hair short. Like, if you if you have long hair, and like I'm talking hair like kind of the length of Orlando Bloom in um, Pirates of the Caribbean, that length you're required to cut it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And and I know in a lot of schools, um, men are required to shave. And in yeah. a lot of jobs the as well, you're required, required to shave. To shave yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, I feel like Chris Rocks has always been very controversial the last few years. You know, shit's coming out from his mouth. I, I'm not going to apologise saying that. But, you know, calling for diversity in 2016, but at the time, same time, he kind of downplay his stereotypical behavior around Asians. Um, what did a, he say? Do you remember? Um, I actually looked up because I haven't watched Oscars for years into this year because yeah. Amy Schumer's hosting it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the hosts. So in the Academy Award broadcasted on 28th of February in, I think it was 2016? Yeah, 2016. I'm just trying to look up the article now. Okay, here. Host Chris Rock did a skit where he introduced the delicate, accurate, and hardworking accountants Minzu Baolin and David Moskwazi, responsible uh, for counting the votes for the Knights. He then welcomed three tuxedo clad cleats. There are Asian kids holding briefcase and a play oh, yeah, on the stereotypical this. of Asian and Jewish Americans being model minorities who are good at yeah, math. Yeah. To add the yeah. insult to the ju- uh, injury, Rock threw in a kid labor reference if anyone if anybody is upset about this joke just tweet tweet it on your phone which is also made by these kids so later uh, the academy of motion pictures and arts and science apologized to the uh, for the slur after after you know not because they think it's okay you know they think oh i should apologize for that but it's after the asians and asian american members uh including george takai and director an lee said send a letter calling uh, for redress. Yeah, right. Yeah, Interesting. so what happens to, with, yeah. you know, the Asians, we politely <laughs> send a letter. <laughs> and yeah, whereas yeah. Will Smith just went up and... <laughs> <laughs> well, different jokes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like a personal slur, I guess. Yes. Um, Will Smith thought that someone attacking his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, um, something has come out in the last 48 hours, um, mm-hmm. revelation about a footage from 2010, so 12 years ago, when um, Will Smith and his wife Jada were appeared on Spanish TV. Okay. And then the the Spanish TV presenter called um, were kind was kind of like complimenting Jada's beautiful looks and successful career. And then like at that moment, Will Smith um, said he interjected and said, "Pablo, be careful with the words you use for my wife." Okay. He said mm-hmm. that like, and he raised his hand at the presenter. Like he didn't actually hit him or anything, but like he kind of like raised his hand to say like, "Okay, stop right there." What like that? Um, just, just like, like a, that. A pre- yeah, okay. like a presenter saying, "Oh, you're beautiful." Like uh-huh. calling his wife beautiful, and I just thought, yeah, this guy has like, uh, I, 
this guy seems to have a lot of fragility around, I don't know, his relationship with his wife. Uh, Something's going wonder, on there. I wonder why it's... Uh, and, you know, I have also have to say, um, there was, like, that night on Monday night after mm. the Oscars, when we watched it here in Sydney, um, I listened to... I just, like, literally went onto Apple Podcasts and typed in The Slap. <laughs> and I just, like, listened to the first commentary because, like, so many quick commentaries yes. happened right after. Yes. And, um, like, I said this to my partner. I said, um, I would like to wait for about two weeks because these things take time to kind of settle. Mm-hmm. And the most pointed, the most meaningful and valuable commentary, I think, will come in about a month's time. And it will come from people like Gia Tolentino or Wesley Morris. I'd say Wesley Morris probably has the best take on what has happened. Mm. Um, just because I think he's a god when it comes to deciphering these issues of trauma, race, film, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch out. And also I'd love for Wesley Morris to come out with a piece about this. But um, so I listened to the first one on Monday night about it and there were like three black women talking about it and yes. I was like, great. I, I only want to hear from the black community. The actual this. people yeah. who yeah, were involved. Yeah. The One of the commentators said that um the nature of the the nature in which P, uh, jada and will have spoken publicly about their relationship mm-hmm. means that um you invite like w- the moment you talk about your private lives publicly you're inviting people to critique it and yes. so you can't you can't um you're not allowed that this is what the person said she said you're not allowed to freak out or get pissed off when people make fun of you if you openly like make a bargain with the with the world and say oh this is my like this is what i'm this is my private trauma Mm -hmm. Uh, and i thought that was interesting like i kind of sort of agreed with her like uh, not completely because i don't think um like where's the boundary i just i just i just totally don't agree with criticizing anyone who suffers from anything Mm -hmm. but like she did have i think a good point about like um the moment you open yourself up publicly about a private matter you kind of inherently you're sort of like signing this unspoken contract with the world saying i invite you to put your two cents in Mm. kind of Mm. do you know what i mean and like yeah yeah i thought that was just interesting i'm not saying i agree with that point i just thought it was interesting and like a, a point that i didn't i haven't heard elsewhere yeah, I think it's very similar to what I hear, um, was it last week? I don't know what the law is in in Australia, whereas in Taiwan, celebrities, they don't have, they don't have, what's it called, when you've been filmed at public places and if mm. you're a normal private citizen, you mm. cannot, that video clip cannot show your face, but whereas a celebrity, they don't own their rights to their own image if oh, they're okay. at the public place, they've been filmed. Right, but whereas right. the citizen, you cannot um, say if I took a, a video of a stranger on the street, if I'm going to post it on any platforms, I have to blur their face. Right. Yeah, right. so they have the right to their own image. Yeah. Right. I yeah. guess this is similar, maybe similar concept around that. But mm. um, I'm thinking about the power dynamics. I always think about the power, power dynamics when it comes to yeah, incidents yeah. like this. You know, the nuances of the characters in the situation. For example, um, would a white man or a woman make such joke, you know, towards a black yeah. woman? Would Will Smith slap the person, <laughs> the comedian? If they were white? If uh, can white? I just say, yeah. uh, fully, no, I don't think he would have. Mm. Yeah, I would, uh, he would not have sl- like he would Will Smith if Chris Rock was um, Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. um, yeah, he Ricky would not Gervais. have slapped yeah. Will Smith he would, Will Smith would not have slapped Ricky Gervais I feel like the, the, the power dynamic is just right there very clear because what if the person is Jason Momoa or The Rock or Channing Tatum Robert De Niro you know I, I'm putting all those people out there as in even if they're black for example The Rock He's physically bigger than Will Smith. Oh, okay. And you're going to think about the right. physical appearance of the person who's making the joke. And Will Smith probably had the domineering, you know. Well, he's taller. Yeah, he's taller, he's bigger. And he was he played Ali in the Muhammad Ali movie. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. he had the strength. Yeah. He's up against Chris Rock. So he knows yeah. that he can push him down yeah. if he goes up. And I don't know, do any intimidating behavior towards him, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that it felt really, really real because that I've seen 
uh, scenarios like this at school playgrounds before, where a small, yeah, dorky, totally. self-proclaimed clown boy making a joke, and then there's a bigger, muscular boy punch him because he made a joke out of him or yeah, something yeah. that offended the other yeah, bigger yeah. boy. Yeah, so there's a power disparity and dynamic here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also find it interesting in the last sev- the last five five days since mm-hmm. this happened. That a lot of people are adjudicating the difference and the nuance and the the value not the value but like which is worse like verbal violence or uh, physical violence yeah. and I, I and I have just give a shout out to Roxanne Gay who's a genius mm-hmm. who wrote an excellent op-ed for the New York Times about um, just she didn't take sides she was just talking about the the need to get rid of this idea that we all need to develop thick skin. Mm. I yeah, think and, it's just um, very hard. It's just like telling people who has mental illness yeah to like grow like get out of the house there. or you know exactly it's yeah. it's really insensitive and i don't i also don't like and it's like i feels as though a, a lot of the commentary i've read and he heard mm. around this incident um by men especially like straight men has been oh, like yeah. oh um uh-huh. it wasn't that bad Mm. And and like a joke, it was a joke kind of thing, like brushing it off. Mm-hmm. I I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. What's the purpose of making a joke? If you laughed with the comedian, that means that you agree with a comedian's statement or the certainty of about the joke. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah you're, exactly. You're you're yeah. with the comedian making fun yeah. out of, of you're other. You're condoning people. what they kind of saying basically inherently and i mean like will smith laughed at the very incident he changed his mood very very quickly like immediately when he saw jada's uh, expression and i don't see any response of jada afterwards like everyone's centering on chris rock and will smith and i'm like no media has approached the actual person who was insulted it's like fuck this is about men again (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah yeah totally yeah um, last night there was a guy who at Neil Kahuta's um, <laughs> yeah Kahuta's um set who he was like Serbian white he's a white guy uh-huh. with Serbian background and he um and what happens at Neil's shows is at the towards the middle of the show he gets all his comedians on stage and there's a prompt mm-hmm. so so like for instance uh, in the past there's prompts like what private school boys never say mm-hmm. or like last night it was um what internet comedians never say uh-huh. and then uh and then one of them was the prompt will smith and they just like let let the comedians go off it you know what what's happened and their thoughts about you know what's happened at the oscars and this australian serb white dude he said that um on twitter a lot of people were some people were saying non-black people stay out of the conversation and then he m- remarked that will smith has like he said will smith has a multi-million dollar empire his son is like a superstar. His daughter is in part of an emo band. His wife is in a reality TV show. And then he said, Will Smith's basically white. <laughs> so, like, you know, and I, that, I thought that was a re- really good pointed um, mm. assessment and joke. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also very subjective as well because some people might could not consider. It's it's all very, all around this nuance of how to define whether or not that your identity fits into what the other people in other people's eyes yeah 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 and i also get what will smith's anger this is from my own point of view i think that you expect a higher standard from your own people as in your black community i think he was really furious in the case of what chris rock is as well as him he is a black man as well he should know better not to make you know such a joke and you know humiliate a black woman so that's why he you know they should hold a higher accountability from your whole own people i think that's Mm. maybe part of his anger which is really magnified this incident yeah interesting what else do i have on the list um i was going to talk about like what is comedy i don't really think that we can go on there like who has the power to decide what is funny you know, you come back to think about it's a solidarity thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a solidarity thing and it's also it's always been used as a form to suppress a, a, yeah. a, a particular group of people the as group well. Of purple, yeah, yeah totally. I went back to listen to a podcast episode which is um run by this lesbian advocate group in Taiwan. 
shout out to Amy. She does a wonderful job. Um, but the the podcast is in Chinese where they had a an episode that invited a guest who is also like a comedian, analyst. Um, he talked about that how comedy constraints within the socially constructed frame like a certain stereotype allows the society to acknowledge those punchlines that most funny points and it's about the power dynamic again and it's about the things that are not said that makes it funny yeah, yeah, it's always calling things out. Yeah, and it's always been like a humor targeting minorities. Oh yeah, totally. That has been considered funny. Um, he said that oh, there are more jokes about women than men, and then oh, yeah. when the joke is targeting on the men, most men found that they are not funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the host I Amy, hate that. Yeah, the host Amy that she mentioned. Um, there's a comedian she really like. Yang Li is a Chinese comedian. She received like death threat after she just simply said, her punchline was, "Why do cis ma- males, why do cis males can be so mediocre and confident at the same time?" Yeah, yeah, just something like that. I think that was funny, yeah. and that was very true as well. And yeah, then she, totally. she started receiving threats. Yeah, and she got cancelled oh, yeah. in China. Yeah, 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 totally. Like Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, like the history of female comedians. You know, it's always the harder, yeah. Threats. Mm-hmm. Ali won as well. I think she she mentioned oh, yeah. one of the threats that she received. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's crazy. Hannah Gatsby, I think Hannah oh, Gatsby. Yeah. Can I just say, uh, um, if you want to know, understand comedy, um, and the nuances of it, I think Hannah Gatsby really gets to the heart of it. Yes, absolutely. So well. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. so good. She's so good about explaining and kind of open up the reality of what. The position of male comedians has faced, and also that's why she said that she wants to quit comedy. You know, years ago when yeah, we first watched yeah. her. Yeah. Any final words about this? Um, I think the incident has really overshadowed like other great moments that should be mentioned. You know, on the Oscar mm. this year, like I was quite impressing Lisa Manelli on stage with Lady Gaga. We've seen uh, the. I think he was the second deaf mute actor who won the Oscar Troy Kotsuo mm-hmm. yeah accepting the award from Yong Yu Jin uh, the Korean grandmother it was mm-hmm. brilliant it, from Minari last yeah, year yeah from Minari last year and I was so touched by her action when yeah. she this is something that you're only she was so cute she was so cute she was so brilliant she was so cute when she yeah. handed an award to Troy and then she immediately knows that she needs to hold the yeah. award for him because he needs yeah. to do the hand signing yeah, to yeah. give out his um, acceptance speech. Yeah, that yeah. was so touching. That that's just like yeah. and just the way she looked at him. Yes. So so much attention and love. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think was best dressed? Oh, I, I have an easy one. Mine is Simo Lu. I think who, I who, really like who I am. Um, did you see him? He was in a beautiful red tux. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's my favourite. He's my favourite. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why, why would this people, why would the guys who goes on to war ceremonies and wearing tux without socks? Um, I think I it's know. cute. Uh, I think it's, I would, I quite like the green dress that um, with a bit of, not a bit, with the Vietnamese uh, style, what's her name? Marie. Oh, the the Star Wars chick? Yeah, Tan? yeah, yeah, yeah. Marie Train. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like her dress because, you know, mainly because it's green and also just how she presented the culture, you know, characteristics through her dress. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay, so that's the end of our um, episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Remember to give us a five-star rating. We welcome listeners to send us your feedbacks or any topics you would like us to explore. See our updates on our socials and make sure you share them with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of Asian Binches Down Under. And let's continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So that's it for this week, and we will chat to you next time. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, stay safe, stay warm, stay cool. Bye. Stay bitchy. Stay bye. Bitchy. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs>